Can we yes, take sir. a second to just say that we? I appreciate the fact that no podcast in the history of podcasts has a better theme song than We the Villains. Oh, I mean, bro, the the occasions when I'll drop that in there for the intro, it's just, oh, it's awesome. Like, when I turn that shit on, like, on some of the episodes, I'll actually listen to and go back, and then it happens to be the one with the intro. That shit gets me right. <laughs> that shit gets me ready. Although, I was, I think it was the NBA show I kind of listened to the first little bit of the other day, and mm. uh, it, it had that on there, and then I was just sitting there thinking, like, you know what? I either got to get some more snippets from some of our old music or I need to start making some alternate theme songs that we could put on at the beginning well, of our shows. I mean, if it's, if it's vibing like that, dude, I, I can add it all the time. I mean, I just, you know, sometimes I'll forget depends. It really depends how done I am to be, get that, get it posted, uploaded and out of there. I mean, it, it normally doesn't matter. I know a lot of times too. You like to, you maybe want to put it on some of the uh, the bigger shows, like if we're having the triumvirates or happy hours or something like that. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll do that most of the time. You know, NBA shows since they're not as common as you know just our normal shows. Uh-oh. Like, you know that. What? We're gonna have to come up with the. We're gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to find the old uh, sports type theme and. You know, like the old NBA. <laughs> Put on right before the sure NBA. That's exactly how it goes, but yeah. It, it's okay. You know what I was talking about, right? Uh, yes, I, I do. I do. And I, well, I don't know if we can use that one per se, but we no, can, no. I, I, I might have to. I, I'm pretty sure that if I dig deep enough into our um, our collections, that I, I could probably find something that would uh, be that would work for something that we could use as a theme song. Worst case scenario, I'll break out, I'll break out the external. I got beats on that motherfucker. And then I'll record something new. Dude, I pulled up my SoundCloud the other day. <laughs> uh, there was some that like, man, Definitely. If I just had better, if I just had better quality, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure I could have made at least a couple thousand dollars off of music. <laughs> Look, I'll say this, and I'm obviously biased because I'm myself. Is yeah. I, I the music that we did make, and you know, occasionally I'll still go back and listen to some of my old tracks and some of yours, like South Dak stuff mm-hmm. that I have, you know readily available to listen to even though the quality isn't like the best on some of them yeah it's 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 the fact that it's not makes it what it is it's uh it's 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 raw you know it's it's it describes the era we're in yes at that time it's 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 just raw and to this day it is better music than ninety eight percent of the stuff that I hear that's recorded I, in a studio. Like honestly, like, and I'm not even trying to be like disrespectful to any music out there, but there is like a ninety percent chance you can put two different artists on, and I guarantee you, I would not be able to tell them apart. 
within ninety percent, and that's a bad percentage. That's that's way too high. Like, it's well, like, when it comes, like when it comes to rap music, dude, I can't tell you any rapper apart. I can't. Besides, I, I, like I'm, I'm nowhere like, near as good as I used to be with it. And but like yeah, like besides like if Drake, I know Drake obviously, I know Kendrick. Well, yeah, and like certain like the iconic actual artists, but as far as the people that just have a little bit of buzz that's hitting the you know, oh. I yeah, I don't know, bro. If Little Baby came on, I don't know. Oh man, Little Baby, I'll I'll say, I'll I'll be able to know him because he's he's got a distinctive voice. And, well, yeah. maybe he does, and that's I just really haven't listened to it. But for me personally, I'm gonna sound like an old white guy here. But if you were to put Little Baby and the Baby on the same track, I wouldn't know which one's which. I know you wouldn't. I know. <laughs> I I don't know, man. I'm just a little more like I don't understand. It's just you know, a wise man did once say that all rappers were on the same destination. Well, wait a minute now. I I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, but but kind of like what you were saying, you could give two different artists these days outside of you know the the actual good ones, the same yeah. beat mm-hmm. uh, from somewhere, and then what would come back would be very similar to the same song. Like the best point that I can give you, unless WWE just did this on purpose, but with NXT 2.0, I for every like little theme show they have and then stand and deliver I'm pretty sure it's been the same rap song like over and over if it's a different person I don't I don't know who it is and and that's the problem I have with hip hop nowadays like I'm gonna I'm gonna check out the Kendrick um album just because he's an artist that he's, has he's earned that from me well he has two albums to me if you're an artist that has two albums that I can listen to all the way through, I'm going to always give your music a chance. You can like almost always... argue that he has three. What's the third? Well, so obviously Section 88. Okay. And, yeah, what's... And, and, and Damn is not that bad at all. Oh, shit. Man, but... Then again, there's a couple Dan- tracks that I don't love on that, but there's a lot of really good ones too. So I like I, I could I could maybe throw in I, damn. I, I, maybe as an honorable mention, maybe. But I me personally, I'm gonna skip a few tracks. On the other two, I'm more than likely to listen it all the way through. Good kid Mad City and Section 80 ain't really got too many skips. Man, Section 80. You think it has skips on it, and then you realize, oh nah, because Until been, you start listening to it and be like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, because I've gotten so fucking high to Section Eighty, same in the past that there's just certain songs in there that probably ain't even that good to other people that I just got a connection with. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like Cuddy. I'm always gonna give him a chance because he has, well, damn, he has three albums, actually. That I can listen to all the way through. Well, four. About to say, hold up now. <laughs> got the two man on the man on the moon, man on the moon one. Uh, was it speed? No, paint, passion, pain, demon slaving, and indie cud. That's probably the four right there. Passion, pain, and demon slaying is probably his best album. And I will uh, say yeah. this: 
Man on the Moon three isn't bad. I just haven't given it the amount of listens that I that I just that I should yet. Me personally, it's not a bad album, and I haven't it's, given it the proper listen. Because but the, of the biggest, title. well, it's it's not really because of the title. It's only because I feel like that title and that album and the name of that album came out in the wrong era. Maybe. But there's some bangers on there. I want to call them bangers. I don't really call Kid Cudi songs bangers per se. But there's some good, Yo, there's some good music on that shit though. That fucking pop smoke song. That show up, show out. Yo, that oh shit yeah, lit. So I, I'll be getting lit in here, boy. That one's a, that's a good song. Um, but but you talk about other artists that that have that kind of reputation. Like I'm gonna check it out if it's Drake. He's yeah. easily got without thinking too hard four or five albums that I could listen all the way through to basically. Fifty, I'm gonna check out if he ever drops something. I'll, I'll check. Yeah, that I don't. Out. I, I really every time Fifty drops something now, I just I just don't necessarily call it an album. I don't like. I don't know what he's dropped to be honest. Like I've heard a few things here and there. I love some of the songs that I didn't know already that play on like the the closing credits of Power Universe I'm, shows. If he really. But, just make a power soundtrack. I mean, I feel, I, f- I feel, oh, and fucking the one song that was just on, was it, I guess it was on Force because it feels really, it was very recent. <laughs> death to my, death to my enemies. Oh, you know, that, that shit yeah. came on. I bring death to my mom, I bring death to my enemies. But uh, so like I, I mean, fifty, you know, it's just, I don't know, his 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 greatness is being put in other lanes and avenues right now. Any show that he comes out with, I'm checking out because I love damn near yeah, all of them. Kinda, the only one I haven't watched is that one that he had on ABC that one time. He um he's definitely took what his hunger in music and put it into his shows. It it is, like. And it's not, and it shouldn't even be that much of a surprise, really, if you think about it. Because one thing that I loved about 50s music is that he always told a story. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just, it, he always told a story in his music. Like, that's one thing that made 50s music so great and relatable. Even though if you didn't live the life that he lived, he did a great job of painting the picture for you. Yeah. And I, he, he doesn't get enough credit with the story aspect, but I really believe the more and more I think about it, the more 50 I've listened to over my life. That's probably where I got my storytelling from over the years. Like when it comes to like that type of situation to put it in a flow, because 50 was that person that could show me paint a picture, but he could make it flow. And that was just beautiful. But you're right though, man. It's like, it's it's there. It's too much music nowadays. not to toot our own horns or anything, but you could tell from our early music, like the stuff that we first recorded, you can tell like we were like a, our own versions of Eminem and 50. For me, it was, mm-hmm. it was all about delivering the line, you know, showing off that I got wordplay. That was always my biggest thing. Yeah. I wanted to show off that I could, that I could rhyme it, but you know, I, I wasn't quite, doing what Eminem was doing. I was also kind of bridging it because I was such a huge 50 cent fan. You had the 50 flow. You would just, anything I, that you had, it's that laid back flow to just, just put the heat down. And then, yeah, yeah. You and know then my saying? thing so like, was, 
I tried to be I had the fifty flow, but I tried to use the M and M words at times. And it just so that's where I kinda clashed in, in my style before I came up with my own. And old Eminem, the old Eminem that I used to listen to, I don't really listen to anything new by him or anything maybe in the last – anything post, like, 2007 maybe. Is the, <laughs> but, I channeled um, a lot of older Eminem on one of my projects. Love he, was, he was also a very good storyteller. Yeah. He, he was very explicit and very uh, blunt about some things, but he was always a very good storyteller, at least old Eminem was. I think at a certain point he he got to the point where he's just going to show you that he's the greatest lyricist there is because nobody can rhyme words like he can. Yeah, that yeah, he figured that was his uh that was his thing that he was better than everybody with at. Yeah, the words so the, doing the science behind the words that he figured out with the flowing and all that. Yeah. I mean, and that's pretty much what his showcase became. And but where I, Eminem lost a lot of his 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 uh, appeal to me was when he stopped telling the stories that he was telling. He stopped telling. Stopped being controversial, as well. Like, that's 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 what made Eminem beefs controversy. And after a while, you know, after a while, his controversy was just a a one sided political thing. Became his controversy. Yeah, yeah. And then it was like, all right, man, political rap. I'm done with that, bro. <laughs> and then, like, and then, I got like, with them, like, with them and them. There's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of. Uh, oh, is that what that was? Your mic pop? Yeah. So that's why I came back in. I was like, I got you. I got you. Because I, <laughs> like, I heard you talking through over here, and I was like, damn. I hope I didn't Kenny out. <laughs> there's a there's a bunch of um like if you were think of a lot of today's music and I'd say today's music let's just say music in the last five years, mm-hmm. at least that I've heard I haven't heard very many songs I've heard songs that I like more but I haven't heard very many better songs than cleaning out my closet. I don't know, man. That's a really good song. Like I, like I said, I, there's been songs that I like more than that song, but when we're talking like, like that's just a great song. Like when you go to Stan, that's just a great song. I might like and listen to other tracks there's a, more. There's a song I'm about to drop, but probably only you and one other person would probably only appreciate it, and that's the person that came up with the song. Um, a Baltimore love thing by Fifty Cent. That's yeah, and uh, again, that, that's fucking. How old is that now? You know, two thousand. When did that come out? That might, of, that might be one of his best storytelling songs ever, to me. Like because mm. I never knew that he was talking. That he was talking in the point of view of a drug. Like I never. Like I never. Like. I never thought of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 50, 50 Cent mastered the art of selling drugs and then figured out how to sell himself like a drug. But in that song, right, he was coming straight from the perspective of heroin. 
Yeah. And that shit was and it it was masterful the way that he played that out. Because he made that shit look like it was never the drug fault. It was not heroin's fault. <laughs> heroin told you straight up what I what it was from the get go. And like, yo, like, man, that was just it, it just and at the time when I when I was hearing that song for the first time in my life that I didn't grasp it that hard. I didn't grasp it, but then when I heard it again for the first time in my life, whoa, that shit yeah, hit me. We, like I think we were on like Susan or something. I feel like we were listening to it, and we're both just like, whoa, this fucker here. Like, it, yeah, like, because, <laughs> man, that shit had caught me like in my mind, and then like that shit had like triggered some deep points, and then I was like, yo, <laughs> you just kind of. <laughs> Just fucked me up there for a minute. So that that's probably my favorite fifty cent song right there. Like just like I mean like just story wise. But my favorite fifty cent song that I just love and I get I vibe to is probably just a little bit. You can't help but kind of vibe with just a little bit, man. That shit just hits right. Um my favorite song man, right I, I, to be honest, my what I think is probably his best song. Well, fuck, man. I don't know. Arguably, it's many men. Mm. Um, but there's just so many of his songs that I love that's just not. It's not like what I would call like his best song. Like there's the like with the storytelling. When I think of Fifty Cent, I'm thinking of old shit. I'm thinking of Corner Bodega. And the ghetto Quran and like this, this I like the shit that this dude was putting out before Get Rich or Die Trying. The repercussions. That's a good shit. Oh fuck yeah, the repercussions and shit. Like this dude has some great fucking songs that a lot of people how, don't know about. Like, man, how to rob. Are you kidding? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Dude, That's I almost forgot about that song. I might I might need to listen to that song today. And people talk about controversy, man. Like that's like when it comes to rappers and lyrics nowadays, man. They don't. They ain't outside of Cole and Kendrick and you know a few select people, it ain't about the lyrics anymore. Oh, a lot of people don't even understand. Like when their lyrics ain't even meaning nothing no more, like it used to. Like if you were beefing with someone and you had to make a track about it. You were literally about to have a Nas moment and Jay Z type moment. Like y'all was going to body each other on the beat. Nowadays, man, it's just like it's about whose whose gang is more popular than the other gang, basically, and who got more money. <laughs> you know, you know, it's kind of funny. Like I, I, I'm, it's it's weird because Fifty Cent kind of had that uh, Kobe mentality. If you look at it on the lines of, I don't know, have you seen The Last Dance? Did you watch that? Watched like one or two episodes. I haven't watched. Yeah, the whole. and the one where Mike was talking about Kobe, little Laker boy. Oh, I haven't about, it's it's basically along the lines of he's like, yeah, I let him guard. He missed like four straight shots. Most people ain't even gonna that that be it for him. They gonna stop shooting. <laughs> Not Kobe, <laughs> and he's basically was talking about how this motherfucker don't come and wait. This dude don't come and get in the flow of the game. This dude just comes and takes over the game. Like he he's gonna end. He is gonna force his print imprint on the game. Fifty Cent came into the rap game, said, "I'm here, whether y'all fuckers like it or not. Deal with me." I'll never forget the Jay Z interview 
on the Breakfast Club, and that dude, yeah, that dude went in there and because it was a drought on music, like nobody was really putting out much. But he knew the everybody knew the Fifty Cent wave was coming if you were in the hip to it. And Jay went to his label and all his rappers under. He goes, "Hey, start dropping shit now." He goes, "I don't care if it's trash, whatever. Just work, put stuff out there because Fifty Cent is coming." <laughs> and and then everybody didn't listen. And he goes, "Nah, because this Fifty Cent wave is gonna hit, and we just gonna have to ride it out." And that's what happened. Like, cause no one wanted to listen, and Fifty was coming. I think there's a there's a whole generation of rap fan that, because they know of Fifty Cent a little different, don't realize how big Fifty Cent was at his peak. See, that's the thing, like, cause he got the Eminem rub. That's like the closest thing to someone taking over music like that was Drake, like the closest, and Drake wasn't even on that level. Like, this dude had won his first album that was the first studio album, like, legit won 11 mil? <laughs> Yo, that's nuts. Gotta be one of the most iconic debut mainstream album albums there is. Oh, my God, dude. The first to, to this day, when when people ask me, and, I, and if I think about my favorite albums of all time, I gotta throw Get Rich or Die Trying in the conversation somewhere. I don't know where it is. I just know it's there. Like, yeah, that that's just a that that opening track, boy. When what up, gangster hits like the boom, boom, like yo, <laughs> it's over. Man, that's just I just love that album. That's a good uh I do love a, that album. Yeah. Music ain't like that no more. Damn. That was a good introduction right there, man. <laughs> you know, we, we, we talk a little bit about music, you know, we got on our own shit. And then Yo, we, we was went to our, and then we went straight to our influences. Hey, we're 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 so versatile on this this podcast shit. Like it's it's great. Love it. Yeah, like we to yeah, to be honest, anybody that's listening, we had no intentions or plans to talk about music in the slightest. Nah, as y'all heard it's on just, the NBA show Thursday, we were supposed to talk more about wrestling today and we ain't said shit about it. <laughs> hell no. <nah. laughs> but yeah, it happens. So, we'll get it. Um but it, I'm kind of just shooting the breeze because I know it's we kinda on a time limit today. Gerv's got things. He's got Pizza Hut coming. All right, so we got we got off to a little, you know, we got off to a little late start. You know, sometimes things just goes that way, but that's not an issue. Nah, um, man. that's not I an issue in the today. slightest. I do I, have. I did jot down some things this morning, uh, wrestling wise, that just that I feel like we could touch on. Yeah, today. So you know, by the time we kind of go through all that. It, you know, we we could probably rapid fire some of this, kind of bridge some of this together. So I'm oh, gonna sure. ask, I'm gonna ask you, mm-hmm. should we start with WWE or should we start with AEW? Oh, let's go ahead. We haven't talked about AEW in a minute, so we're gonna talk about AEW first. That works out because their shows technically went on before SmackDown did. Oh yeah. That's right. We had a little discussion about that on Twitter, didn't we? 
I was being a troll. I hope if anybody saw that, I was being an asshole. I wasn't being serious. I really you know I'm a troll. If I call anybody a bot, I ain't call anybody a bot unless you're a fucking bot, but like a literal bot, not a damn. If you if oh, you're yeah. not you're not a bot if you trash AEW or WWE supporter or else the biggest there's a couple of huge bots out there that have a lot of followers. Oh man. But, um, but there are um, a couple of you out there with a lot of those followers that I'm a little question about. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hey, so, and, uh, oh, Sean Ross, by the way, Sean Ross up. Uh, get a better password. Somebody hacking your shit, bro. I heard. <laughs> oh, I mean, that, that's his story. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get hacked and delete that fast, but <laughs> that's his story on now. So we ain't even about to. That's my story. Yeah, no, stick, stick, stick and do it. <laughs> Sorry. So let's 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 talk. Uh, your your mic pop again. I got you. See so this got this it. okay. I man, I'm gonna have to get a new phone soon, dude. Like my charger wants to pop out, headphones popping out. <laughs> phone yeah, is... that shit, your shit don't even want to hold your shit in there, man. <laughs> Me and wifey both are like our phones just are trying to give up on us. They're like, yo. You're into 2022. We can't go to 2023. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> <laughs> the, the network's too strong. It's fucking 5G. <laughs> I, I mean, I, sorry. So I guess we should start with. Um, All right. Yeah. Let's just start Either. with an update Update on the uh, the Owen Hart Memorial Tournaments. Um, we saw Adam Cole advance in Big Dax. This is not the uh the the trophy they're gonna call the Owen. Like this is not that. I don't know. Well, when they first announced the deal with Owen Hart Foundation and Martha Hart, mm-hmm. they said they would be having a tournament in the honor of him, and the winner would be winning the the first ever the Owen. I, I got you. So that I mean, I mean maybe I just I just whatever. didn't know, but but I don't know the way. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think what Tony Storm is on the women's side, right? She's advanced. Tony Storm <laughs> and Ruby Soho advanced over on the women's side. God, that Ruby Soho <laughs> little thing. It's yes, very much so. Oh. Hey, congrats. You're back on TV. <laughs> Good to see you there. That's where you need she, to be. She beat Rio. Granted, it was Rampage. <laughs> Rio! <laughs> also, uh, there's been, I don't want to call it a, I don't want to call it like some kind of <clears throat> controversy or anything, but Hikaru Shida was replaced Huh? And Hikaru Shida was replaced in the Owen Hart tournament. Chris Statlander is replacing her. Um, and that, that she'll face Red Velvet this coming week. They but took out. <laughs> I don't know what the deal. They they, they storylined up an injury. Uh, basically, it seemed like they used an injury as an excuse why she couldn't compete. But she does. Uh, she's been wrestling matches in Japan, I think, or whatever. So of course. 
typically, typically <laughs> AEW usually AEW is pretty upfront with stuff, and they don't feel the need to run lies per se. So, like, their fans well, are kind of wondering what's going on here. Well, not really hurt off with the whole Kota Ibushi, Ibushi thing going on with New Japan. There's <laughs> a lot of uh, there's <laughs> a lot of question marks about AEW right now. <laughs> we'll see how all that plays out, but uh, yeah, that's so mean, th- there's that. So she does replace. She's out of the tournament. Statlander is going to be facing uh, Red, and then Tony Storm. Let's see, she beat Hater, which obviously I was looking for Hater to win. And I just like to point out, did anybody notice all the fishnet tights that AEW women wear? What about just them? Like, just like because I think the Joker is gonna be Athena <laughs> uh, for the women's. I'm just, I'm just like, I'm, I'm being a troll. I'm, I'm not. It I'm could just being be a troll. whoever it is is gonna end up face is facing Britt Baker in the first round. That was Who, that's what I found weird is the placement of the Jokers. Like over on the women's side, the Jokers facing Britt Baker. On the men's side, they're facing Samoa Joe. I'm, they're like pointless because neither like these two don't need to lose. And me personally, I don't think your Joker should lose either. Well, I, I guess it really depends on who it is. I'm at least curious to see who it ends up who it ends up being on both sides. Joe could if they if they had someone beat Joe they could play it off with Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt you know costing yeah. him the match somehow. But if the Joker is someone like Claudio you know if it's Cesaro, then that doesn't really fall in line to his character at least in my opinion. So like I I don't know I, I, it was it was weird I thought it was questionable. It's just me personally the match with Joe. I just, I just feel like the neither person should lose. It's just how I feel, and I just they just better hope the Joker in the women's tournament is not Jade Cargill because she's winning the whole thing. That's all I'm gonna say. No, it doesn't seem like I, I, I did see some fans. We're saying maybe that Sheeta, since she's not in this tournament, could be the next opponent for Cargill. <laughs> what if Sheeta ends up being the Joker? <laughs> It'd be a very questionable decision making. That'd be hilarious. I'd do it just to troll the fans. That's how you get an extra, huh? you know. Well, this is AEW. They they actually want to keep their fans happy. And don't want to do that. It's a different world well, over there, that's for sure. You'll know if they had a bad show and fans complained too much because TK's got going to hop on Twitter. <laughs> so so I, I think you've pretty much already answered the question. You're thinking it may be Athena as the women's joker? Yeah, of course, because she's about to contradict herself. So who it's do you think will be like, the men? And the men? Yeah, do you have you have someone you think it is, or because like me, like I just I mean I don't know. Nobody's really standing out above anybody. Maybe Cesaro would be the only one, but me personally, it's probably gonna be Jay Lethal. That'd be terrible. 
could be terrible. But I mean, I, I mean, if it's not, if it's not Cesaro, then I mean, who else is it gonna be? It's but Keith the Lee. biggest surprise, the biggest cool surprise, would be obviously Kenny Omega, but he's not close to being back yet. I mean, that's if we go by what's true. Right, right. So you know, maybe he's pulling a Cena or something. So who knows? But I, I, like, I I don't know who else it would be. Who else? Like, nobody else really makes sense. Gargano. I've seen a lot of people, you know, bring his name up. Okay, if it's not Athena, it could be Candice LeRae for the women because her contract. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it could they, be. She's got wrestling. she's got friends over there. It could be the wrestling family. If it's that, that's cool. Yeah, they'll succeed. But sorry, Gargano, you're getting put to sleep. And hard sorry, to say. that's Johnny wrestling. That dude's hard to put away. That's Samoa Joe. AEW. Yeah, but that's Samoa Joe. Yeah, I get it. But you know, wow, the, like size, I, like I, I, in, in, in that company, size doesn't even matter. See, I don't care. I know. I don't care. Like that, that would be horrible. Horrible. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, if if that means that, you know, you mean lethal and them them costing the match, and Gargano's coming in as a heel, fuck yeah, run that shit. But you know, for Gargano, if he were to beat Joe straight up, I don't know about that one. Yeah, that's uh, that's very questionable. And I don't know, man. But it's like you said, AEW's real. They throw logic out the fucking window. So, so what'd you think? Did you see the highlights from the Jeff Hardy Darby match they had on Dynamite? Yeah, and it just confirms the theory that I have that Darby Allen does not want to wrestle for another five years. I don't think <laughs> five months. I mean, dude, what the fuck? Dude, that shit's fucking wild. Like that, this dude's, this dude's gonna be paying for this shit one day. I'm, I'm just glad Jeff Hardy got up and caught him. Did he? Because it didn't seem like he caught him that well. That dude, fucking laying well, on the chairs. It, it, it softened the blow a lot worse than it could yeah. be. Yeah, maybe so. Like at least slowed him down, slowed down his momentum for a split second. Or actually, it might have helped. It might have saved Jeff Hardy. Because. This dude Darby does not give a fuck. Like he literally, he he he's a little more extreme than Jeff Hardy was at that age. Like he's just a little, I don't know, dude. Like I, I really feel that this dude off would jump. Rocker. He would jump off the rafters. <laughs> it would nothing. I don't think this dude would surprise me with anything he does anymore. Like, to be honest, like sometimes, dude, man, I'm I'm a little cautious to watch. A crazy match that has a stipulation with him sometimes. Sometimes you know he's gonna do something stupid. Like it's it's intriguing, but just the thought that I just had of him jumping off the rafter was like that shit just made my fuck like me almost have a panic attack because I'd be like, holy shit, dude! Like I just I like I want to see the dude succeed and have a, a good career there, but man, like he's it not takes some balls match. to do the shit that he does. Like even hey. Even like Shane McMahon, you know, like just the shit that they do. Adrenaline's a hell of a drug, man. Yeah, I bet they feel that shit the next day. 
Uh, I, I the only I, usually I don't like I said. There's you know the Twitter accounts that they there's people that are in, you know anti AW and pro WWE and all that. One of the tweets from that particular group of people that I saw that kind of does make sense when you think about it is maybe it's not the best way to honor Owen Hart by jumping from that high and falling from the fucking sky, basically. You know, that's... I didn't even... And I didn't even think about that at first, but then I saw the tweet, and I'm like, yeah, maybe not the best way I mean, <laughs> to honor Owen Hart. <laughs> because Owen Hart, yes, he did do a lot of high flying, but he was he was very technical, you know? And so... Like, are we really about to get, though, from one thing I'm noticing from this tournament, though, are, are we really about to get, like, this Dax Hardwood face run thing? Oh, I mean, it's been happening. FTR has been one of the most over people in the company. Yeah, they're, they're coming back, too, I heard. Coming back to what? Oh, I just heard there's some. Gonna be interesting though. Um, they they need to stay over there. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't need it because I mean they'll they'll I'm look people gotta understand like there's a lot of people that are that are really thinking they're gonna get the Cody treatment making that jump, but there's only gonna be a select few. Yeah, it's like the thing is is like with Cody like. <clears throat> This dude had elevated himself to a certain level. FTR, to me, is the same people they were in WWE, just on the indie scene. Yeah. Like, they're just doing the indie matches. And uh, we're being honest, the stuff that Cody... The the stuff that Cody brought to AEW really went underappreciated. As evidenced by them booing him out of the fucking building every time he came out. Now look at him in WWE, arguably the biggest face. I mean, Cody realized like he he look man. I know it's gonna sound WWE biased, but man, Cody just knows business. Like he just knows like if you're on TV, as much as you're pro wrestling, you you are sports entertainment. Like that's that's how the casual will view it, even though it's wrestling. But I don't know, man. He did some good shit there. Like, he did do some good shit. And then there was, you know, things that you could tell where it seemed like it was not his influence that he was doing. But yeah, you're right. He just he just didn't get appreciated. But he's getting the love now, and he's feeling it. He's definitely so. getting it now. So in the second round, there we got Adam Cole versus Jeff Hardy. Winner of that gets to the finals. So, we know one of the two people. I'm assuming Adam Cole's going to win, but I can't say that with any certainty. I don't know, man. I don't, I'm not even, like, it's It's not like, to me, it's not, it's not a big, big deal. I, I don't, like, uh, like, as much I, as, like, I hate that, like, I love that they're honoring Owen Hart. Like, don't get me wrong. I like this. I mean, Owen Hart. Great fucking wrestler. Um, Man, and- typically I love brackets. Huh? Typically I love brackets. 
I mean, yeah, but like this. But I I do know what you mean. Where it just doesn't like, feel is... like like what? Okay, I I get what you're doing. I think it's absolutely great that they're honoring Owen Hart. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying. But it just doesn't feel big enough. Like, I hear you know you. what I mean. Like, I hear it's just missing something. Like something's missing. Like like what what's what's the payoff besides the honoring? Like you know. I. I is this just a yearly thing? Like, is there something more to this? Like, I just yeah. Don't... Like, give me, give me something. Give me like once you once we're down to the finals, have it be the winners of the tournament get, you know, a, a title shot or something. Yeah, like, like, what, like, like, what, what's like, what, what is the payoff with this? Because if we're just doing this to honor and like, if we're just doing tribute matches, like, come so, on, to man. me, it's 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 the same. It's the same thing as that the the casual AEW fan would complain about with the King of the Ring. Okay, you did the King of the Ring. We could do it just so you can call him King for a month or two, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, it, I it's a, it's a similar thing. But I'm I'm cool. I'm on, I'm looking forward to hopefully some uh, hey, some good matches throughout. This is this is where that that casual AEW fan would probably call us like bots or like a drone, and we work for the Fed type thing. Because like, shit, I just forgot what I was gonna say. Just by saying those stupid ass terms, shit <laughs> made me forget what the fuck I was gonna say. But yeah, nah, moving I mean, on. I, yeah, so moving on uh, from AEW. See, outside of that, we've talked about the joke. the little little shot that MJF threw in in his promo to spark more rumors. That he taking knows what he's doing. Him. Taking the Cody approach, but it's really kind of irritating me. They're they're really doing the exact same storyline with MJF and Cody. With that's him bas- that's that's basically what I had written down here because I remember you were tweeting about it, so I was gonna get the, get that I, on I here. I mean, <clears throat> what are we doing? I don't get this. Why is MJF even doing this? I just, I. I don't know, man. They're dropping the ball to me. Like, yeah, I get it. You're making Warlow, but once MJF is away from this situation, it's done. Warlow's gonna fall flat. He might, he might have a few weeks or a month of steam after that, yeah. just riding from it. But like, I don't, I don't see how they're gonna keep anybody interested in Warlow. They haven't kept me interested in him now. I, I, I don't see it. I don't see it at all. I don't think he's that good in the ring. He's very green. He does some things that just irritate me sometimes in the match. Like there's certain I, parts of the match that should flow that he doesn't let them flow correctly. There, he's not. He's not good on the microphone. His power bomb is not that good. Like I, so I, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't get it. There's a lot of people, even people's opinion that I respect, like former wrestlers and whatnot, that love the way that they're building. Uh, you know, Wardlow right now, and I'm just like, bro, I can't be the. I, well, I know you, but I, we can't be the only ones that are seeing this. Like, yes, all I, this, I this is all from MJF. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't see the it factor there. I just, yeah, him. I don't see it. Just don't see hey, it. I don't even see the. Character. I know this. Is, I know this is gonna sound harsh, but if this was WWE, people be calling this dude Ryback. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we being real, like, because like, like, that's exactly what they would be calling this. And, like, I mean, 
I just don't get like if Hangman Page, if Hangman Page beats CM Punk, what is MJF gonna do next? Because Punk has to win the title and the MJF has to take it from him. That's the only thing that makes sense out of all this. It's the only reason why they're they're doing this path. It's still I look at it this way. If if Tony does lose in but then if Punk twenty twenty What's that? If Tony does lose MJF in twenty twenty four, it's it's only his fault because you've had one of the most uh, over people as he's in particular as a heel. This dude's hated in the company, and he's an original. Also puts on great matches. Like that's the one thing that people sometimes lose with NJF is like the matches he's been in. This dude could go. Um. Well, he knows how to, he knows the psychology in the ring. Right. No title. They never put a title on. No title. Oh, but he's a three-time Dynamite Diamond Ring winner. Who cares? What's that good for? It, it's, just, it's just a, something that he can use to knock people out in the in a match. That's all. What's the what? What is that for? You got a ring, okay? <laughs> so like, and this ain't this ain't the NBA. That don't the ring don't mean shit. And like like I said, like I've said on here before, man. Like we're slowly starting to see like the the negative side of not having people around to help you and trying to do too much as one person like I feel that I feel Tony Khan is doing like he needs to take that workload off himself just a little bit well he's got people in place like there's people that can you know he's got he's got some veteran I mean he got some people Arn Anderson's around freaking Jim Ross now William Regal like but, Jericho but, there's some vets around but it just seems like the input's not going in the right ears, you know? Well, my concern is, in, as good as MJF is, the the fact that he's doing a very similar storyline with Wardlow that he did with Punk, and I'm like, can we do this a little different? There's There's got to be some change you could make to it. And I'm not – this is not my take yet, but I'm going to put it out there because if it continues this way. I think I've noticed a drop off in AEW since Cody left. Well, he was the fake. People well, hate. I mean, not same. just in not just what he was doing on screen. I'm thinking behind in the behind the scenes. I've mm-hmm. just no. And I'm not saying that that's my take. I'm not saying that that's true. That's just something I've noticed that I'm going to keep my eye on. To to really see how it progresses now, I, I'm not I'm not loving this MJF storyline. Granted, I'm not sold on Wardlow, so that's part of it. MJF is still good on the microphone. I don't I, I don't know that he's I don't know that he's as WWE ready as he thinks he is. But that's a conversation for another day. He'll get a good. I don't know if he's that ready yet, but he gonna get a payday. So yeah, somebody gonna pay him. That's for sure. Somebody gonna pay him. But he gonna have to and look if out be... he's, he's he's a little he's a little he's a little on the shorter side. 
that's that's a factor when it comes to WWE. I just don't see my only thing that I have the biggest problem that I honestly have with him going to WWE is what what are we doing with the name? That's the only problem. Is he going to be that big of an of a name to be able to keep his name? You know, that's that's an like, interesting thought that I really didn't think about before, especially with this new rule going around and policy that. WWE ain't trying to have your other name come in over unless yeah. you know it's unless it's a money maker, obviously. So MJF's in a tough spot because he has to make MJF literally a brand that like Cody Rhodes and the American Nightmare that Vince is willing to buy into. Right. You know? Because it's just like Austin said on a broken skulls thing. I never thought I'd see that logo on WWE. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> he just looked at Cody right there and pointed at him because I never thought I'd see that logo. And Cody's like me either. <laughs> I do think that there is some some potential in a feud with the uh, the BCC and the Jericho Appreciation Society. The pro wrestlers versus the sports entertainers, if you will. I just I do hope think there's some potential there. I hope this ain't leading to Eddie Kingston joining the BCC. Yeah, he doesn't fit, to be honest. He doesn't, but I just feel like how close he is with Mox, and I just, I just feel like they would try one more time to get him where they feel like he's there. Well, I'm, I'll call this right now. If they add Eddie Kingston to the Blackpool Combat Club, that will start the dissension and start the breakup of it. He would be the poison to that club. <laughs> Unless the swerve is Eddie Kingston joining Jericho's appreciation society. <laughs> I'm personally kind of over Eddie Kingston. I don't, that's another one that I just don't see the hype. I uh, I, 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 I like AEW. I like I don't I don't want everybody to get me wrong here, but like my particular favorites in AEW aren't doing great things it, right now, and or or not on screen. Where is Miro? Yeah, this dude's resigned. This dude's uh, cleared. So I guess that rumor a long time ago about last year was true when he when he was just waiting on creative and everybody said no he was injured. Well actually he's freaking healthy, been healthy. Guess he is waiting on creative unless he's the Joker. I've heard but, some people mention that and I I <laughs> Miro versus Joe would be something very interesting. I would just I I'd want to build to that one though, not just some random yeah, well, at the start of a tournament. But that's that's AEW though they would do that's that. true instant gratification. So the only other thing I have written down here for AEW is uh, last night. What day is it? Yeah, yesterday, yesterday evening on Rampage we got the official split of SCU. That didn't happen already. They were doing their separate things, but like th- this whole time throughout this whole week or whatnot, Scorpio Sky and 
and um, oh fuck me, Paige, Kaz, oh, Kazarian. We're like Paige was kind of against it the whole time. Like the fuck is this dude doing coming here and dapping up with Scorpio Sky and all this after you know when he won the title. So like Paige was against all this. Sky's like y'all stay in the back. I'm gonna do this with Kazarian because they got respect for each other. Paige ends up helping him indirectly where it looked like Scorpio Sky didn't realize he helped it, helped him. After the match, Scorpio Sky ends up attacking Kazarian anyway. So it's the official, official split of that friendship, I guess. Oh my God. <laughs> but I, uh, I, again, like, God damn it. I, I'm really not trying to shit on everything I bring up, but I feel like that's what I'm doing. I know it, it's hard to because sometimes, man, they do it to themselves, and it's not—it's not our fault. I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. Like I—I I, I try to look for the positives, but I'm not seeing a whole lot right now, outside I mean, of a match or two here and there that are like, okay, that was a pretty fun match to watch, et cetera. Everything else that's going on, I'm just not really sold on. I the only the, I, weirdly enough, one of the better things right now. Is CM Punk and Paige? That's kind of sad. Cons- considering my thoughts on Hangman, right? But we, he did have the 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 infamous, infamous masturbatory Bret Hart segment the promo last week. So like that one, like that, I started to see a little change to him. Which all right, I can get all right. Finally, finally, I see something that you know that I like. CM Punk punked him, punked him out on the mic this week. So we'll see how it keeps going, and we'll and we'll go from there. So, but yeah, like, that's we really also, the, one of the best things that they have going right now. Also, once again, it's another same storyline. I'm noticing too. Like, all right, you feud with Hangman Page now. You got to fight the Dark Order members. Like, I'm noticing he fought one of the members, and he probably fight another one until made double or nothing. Like, I don't like know. I don't day. know if that's. I don't know if that's going to continue. I think, I, 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 for now, I'll say that that was because they were in Long Island, and uh, that was Johnny Hungy's hometown. Plus, CM Punk is hated from now on in Long Island because of his feud with MJF. I, I do love how that's a thing. From this point forward, CM Punk will get booed in Long Island because of the feud with MJF. CM Punk knows this, so of course he comes out in the the enemy's hockey jersey, last, you know, on Wednesday, just to fuel the booze even more. It's the one time when they're in Long Island right, when TK. you know you're going to get heel punk. What now? I, um, TK, you have a golden opportunity here. Get that title off Hangman Page. Punk be the transitional champion. Book the title match against MJF in Long Island. MJF wins. There's your moment that you need. And uh, and if the other rumors are true, that TK and MJF kind of got some other issues, I don't know if we'll see that. But we'll just have to kind of wait to see how all this plays out because you know how the internet is with anything internet is just going to fuel rumors. Some of them are true, Wait, some of them are not. But here's my thing, though, like, there's no point for these rumors right now. 
because th- th- he's he can't get out of that contract. Like, there's he's not even gonna get out. Like, like he's not. Nothing's gonna happen until the year of 2024, and we don't even know what month that is in 2024. Right. So we got a whole another two years. Like, so this dude, like, so there's nothing we should even be worried about. So like, TK is good. Like, I so now business wise, I kind of understand. I guess from Tony Khan's point of view of like. Why, why are we even worrying about this conversation right now? Unless <laughs> I'm gonna um, mute for a second. Unless that that contract's up a little earlier than 2024 is the only way MJF would even be really worried about this because if he's locked up till 2024, why would he be frustrated over a contract situation? Right now, like because I, it's I don't know that's that's an interesting situation to me because I don't something can't be right with the reporting on that. Like I just I just don't see why both sides would even be at war or even have intention right now about a contract that ain't even coming up until 2024. So what would y'all even be trying to work out right now? I would be trying to... I'd be trying to work out the creative and making sure I'm positioned in a right spot that I I, wouldn't find. That's the only thing I could see. To be honest, I think that's more of any tension that is potentially there right now is about that. Not The contract's the contract. I think it's more how... MJFs maybe being used in position, like I don't know. There may, and this is speculation, but you know, there there may be a chance that MJF feels like maybe he's being held down in the booking to keep his price point a little lower in 2024. I mean, it could be that because if MJF goes on to win the world championship, you got to figure the price to keep him. Maybe a little higher to keep a uh, AEW World Champion away from WWE. Mm. But just and speculation, though, so you know that, that is speculation because another theory that like speculate like something that came. I was like, man, I was like, when AEW was first coming, they portrayed. The, that friendship of Cody and MJF, like they were bros and boys. And I'm starting to wonder, like, how true that was. Because then after that, like, after a while, after they turned on them, they either they did it real good, like maybe it's just cafe between them two where they just never will be seen in public together. Well, MJF alluded to that in that, uh, in this promo from Dynamite where he's talking about the American roller coaster. Um, so like that, you know, the the fact that he is cool with Cody like that, you know, maybe I don't, again, speculation, maybe Tony feels some type of way. Maybe he feels like, maybe he feels like because Cody's gone, MJF is also out the door first chance he gets. Well, maybe not just that, or maybe MJF might kind of feel he's taking the punishment for Cody leaving. Maybe. You know, like maybe he could feel as like, hold up, hold up. Why am I not in the title picture yet somewhere? 
Like, why Why am I doing this exact same storyline I did with Cody? With Warlow. He has to do the lashings. He has to have a match in a steel cage. And it's just funny because Warlow's done this already because he was in the cage match against Cody. Right. And... So, yeah, like, I don't know personally, but there's there's a lot of inferences that you could probably make, you know, just like, I wonder if and then, one can't and help then, wonder one can't help but speculate. Like, I'm wondering if that's what's going on. or I wonder if what this is what's going on. Either way, the bidding war of 2024, I do think is a real thing. And I do think that he's going to have offers from both sides. I'm also just wondering about the year 2024 is alluding to something else a little bigger too, because I wonder. I bet there's a bunch of people's contracts that are probably up, maybe around then or before then. Yeah, I mean that's a possibility. So that, when did? Because people got to understand, has Mox resigned or extended? Because I don't, I don't think so. They were just talking about it recently. They were saying that his contract's up real soon. Because that's going to be a, a, a interesting one. Mike is up this year soon. Because um, only thing with Moxley, though, I just don't I don't see him jumping back over. I mean, he could do it easily. I mean, because the WWE Universe fans will accept Dean Ambrose. In a perfect I just, world. I just don't think he's going to bring Moxley. Like, he's just not going to be able to. I don't think I'd be cool if he did. I think in a perfect world at Survivor Series, it'd be a triple threat. It's the 10 year anniversary of the Shield, Roman, <laughs> Seth, Ambrose for the Undisputed Championship. Let's roll. I mean, as much as I love it to be Survivor Series, that, that deserves a WrestleMania. I, I'm, I just, I mean, yeah, I, ain't, I wouldn't be mad part. at that either. Me personally, I, I think all three of them deserve it because. When them dudes arrived, it was a new era in WWE after that. It felt big. Like, I remember even when it happened, like, I didn't really know those guys too much yet. Uh, I'd heard of Moxley. But, you know, like, as far as the other guys, I really didn't know too much about. And just when it happened, I just remember, like, it was a weird moment. And I was sitting there thinking, I was like, this is different. This is new. This feels big. Yeah, it just you just like felt it that felt big. Yeah, it was a shift. It was definitely as what what is a what is Moxley like to call it? it was a paragon shift or paragon okay. shift. Uh, yeah, nice way, nice, nice, nice. Um, because like the way they did it and the way the crowd reacted, because of course no one wanted to see Punk lose and no one wanted to see Ryback win the championship. So it was the perfect night to do it. Like the crowd was gonna be there for you but just just how they sold it how all three of them sold it and hey they became what they became like they changed the business they did yeah. like they, they they changed the business there's gonna be it's it's gonna be a lot of people that m- moniker their style going forward if they're fans of wrestling that get into wrestling after those three for sure. Yeah, no doubt. You can you can see the influences too. Uh, so let's get into a little WWE. Um, yeah, let's do it, man. 
Hey, shout so out to AEW. We got airtime today. What's up? Let's go. So given that we were just talking about them, let's 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 talk about that knee strike that Roman Reigns received last night. Are we getting what I think we're getting, or am I speculating too much? We talked about it on this show, and we <laughs> said Riddle would be the perfect first opponent for or um for Roman out of all this, and it seems to be that's the way it's going. I just like to point out that Riddle was the only one that took the pin as well. Riddle took the pin and Riddle took the, and get put that knee in Roman Reigns. Hey, and I just like to point out because I was on pre talk when I was watching that highlight. That was a great knee. It was perfect. Roman sold it great. <laughs> but I just hope Riddle knows he did mess up. Like, our chief is not happy. Well, and, see, basically to me, what Riddle just did was solidify the fact that they ain't unifying those tag team titles next week. Yeah, and what even, what's even worse for, for Riddle and RK-Bro is I know he's not advertised for Hell in the Cell, but Roman might end up showing up at Hell in the Cell and locking himself inside that cell and making it a three-on-two type situation. And RK Bro is not going to like that. It was interesting that Drew wasn't on the show for SmackDown last night. They got to space that one out just a little bit. Yeah. They, I, they they got to like they they got to keep spacing that out because I know they're saving that for the the clash at the castle. Like it's almost tailor made well, at this point. Also, I I have to bring this up because it's no secret that one of my favorite superstars in the world is Sami Zayn. I saw him with a bloodline. That's right. He is, an, he is, that is, he is an honorary representative of the bloodline because he, <laughs> is he the bloodline uh, ambassador. <laughs> it's just, it's just like, it's just like he was saying, he was telling to Paul Heyman, you know, he's like, look, I just want to make sure that everything's okay. You know, I might have overstepped my bounds, but, you know, they were out there and they were bad-mouthing the tribal chief and nobody else stood up to say anything. So I, I felt like I had to go out there. <laughs> and the fact that he's doing – I love – dude, seriously, I am saying this. There's You You can't name me – this is so, it's so tough to, to, like, figure out where to rank Sami Zayn. But when it comes to entertaining me and me alone, <laughs> he's in the he's in the five. <laughs> Man, him and KO are special. Him and KO uh, are in the five. Yeah. And uh, I'm thinking, have Roman, Roman, Seth, Sammy, KO, and I'm not sure who else falls into that five right off the rip. Man, that's my dude. He's in my. Well, family. I I I do like McAfee too, but I was trying to keep it to solely actor performers. Uh, he performs. What you talking about? Yeah, but like, he, without a doubt, if we're talking non uh, full time yeah, wrestlers, then right, yes, McAfee's you. on the list. I didn't um, know being technical. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out with like the actual superstars. Orton and Riddle, they have their moments, but I don't know if they quite reach my top five 
Man, look, this dude is not in WWE. He's in AEW, but Ricky Starks makes me fucking laugh. I don't know why, but he just does. Like, the damn running promo I've been seeing or him and Jungle Boy been talking about their beef or whatever. <laughs> You'll be bowing down and kissing my Versace loafers and talking about, damn, that boy good. <laughs> I don't always love his matches, but he does definitely have his moments on the mic and whatnot. And he's not bad in the ring either. I shouldn't say that, but. When I see his personality on camera and how he rea- reacts, I understand why him and Bailey are best friends outside of the ring. That's oh, is one that of, a thing? Yeah, that's one of they're they're like they're close friends. Like so, yeah. there's another I, question for you. When when are we gonna get Ding Dong, bro? It, when is he work. coming back? Just be a little patient, guys. Isn't it setting it up perfect with this Ronda Rousey being champion? For a split second, I thought that she might be the one to answer that challenge last night. For it's a crazy. Split second, <laughs> I was very surprised, and actually, uh, I was very—I thought it was very cool that they had Raquel Raquel Rodriguez yeah, answer that challenge last night. He's going to roll his R's the best way he can every time. She Which is not at all. <laughs> he made me laugh last night. You know, I think I even said he had a Dak moment where he was just like, <laughs> you sound like a German. <laughs> and Sami Zayn also had a, a, um, a Dak moment last night that made me laugh instantly because it was a Dak moment. And Uh-oh. it was uh, – in the rings, uh, Riddle, when he was out there talking to them in the ring, Riddle called him Rusty. You look more like a Rusty. <laughs> <laughs> and then the crowd started chanting, you know, Rusty and Sami Zayn oh. had this. Sami Zayn had this moment where he's like, ha 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 ha. <laughs> and it, 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 he had a straight Dak moment. Okay. When, it, Sammy... when and if you go back and rewatch it, if you haven't. You'll know exactly the moment where they start chanting. He's like, ah, ah, and he just has this Dak moment. Like, then we're going to stop there right now. Look, the whole conspiracy thing started to drive him crazy, but that feud with Knoxville just sent him <laughs> over the edge. <laughs> and what's hilarious to me is on the complete opposite show, his best friend is going through the exact same craziness right now. Yes. Like, people are trying to basically insult their intelligence each week. And it's like. <laughs> okay, he can't stand a liar. No, he can't stand a liar. That's why he can't. <laughs> Yo, every, with the backstage interview, he goes, oh, you're one of those. <laughs> you, you you think that's not Elias. You're one of those. <laughs> <laughs> like it just instantly reminded me I'm like oh my god if Sami Zayn comes to Raw one night this is going to be hysterical and they might not be able to get those two away from each other after that segment happens again with, K- then- with this KO and this Sami run into Ezekiel oh no <laughs> Another parallel uh, here recently is now after last night. That's both both of them have worn that same bloodline shirt. 
Uh-oh. <laughs> so I, I I love the they're parallels kids. in their storylines right now. They're they're both fucking hilarious. They both I'm so glad they both resigned. Because like they know. I I think possibly if it doesn't happen, like within the next two WrestleManias, they're probably gonna face each other one on one. They're gonna get that match, I think. And me personally, I think if if they get that match in their careers, I think they're satisfied. Honestly, I, I hope they do, man. I, I, I because I, I think that would be like they both final. went out that way. Or if they if they don't face each other at WrestleMania, they might win the tag titles at WrestleMania together. That'd be a cool moment for them. And it's gonna make me tear up because I'm gonna KO is not gonna be able to hide the emotion on that one. I'm sure either one of neither one of them will. Nah, and the crowd's gonna love it too. I've I've always loved I've I've always really had an appreciation for their uh, chemistry on screen and off screen because they 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 remind me so much of me and you. Well, bro, like they sold the whole world on their their chemistry together on KO's first night in NXT. They really did. The minute he slammed. <laughs> Sami Zayn down, and then that power oh. bomb on the apron. It, yeah, dude, it solidified it. Like it was like, oh. And I'm not gonna lie, that right there was the next moment I had after the Shield. Those two, I was like, okay, like those are the next two guys that I got that got added to the future to me. Yeah, because of that moment, I was like, oh. As much as KO had already solidified himself in that debut match, but and then the John Cena feud was just the icing on the cake for KO to me. But it looks like I'm noticing with the speaking of like Sammy KO, it leads kind of back to Roman Reigns and the RKO bro RK bro thing. Like Roman's in like eight different stories again. Like, Nakamura is still talking shit about him. They're hinting at that. You got the Sami Zayn thing. Um, You got RK Pro. You got Drew McIntyre. And now you got Riddle wanting to make this a, a one-on-one thing. And Seth is always on the back burner. And then you got Cody creeping. Yeah. Around it's, 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 not, it's, it's a cool thing to have because you, you got your dominant world champion. But you also the the line is starting to form, and I, yeah. I, I I'm not gonna toot my own horn too much about this, but this is one of the direct results from having one world champion. And it's funny because I'm I'm starting to see those people pop up online talking. Oh, he's gonna beat everybody, and it's I was like, wow, y'all have fell for the debate that Roman has put out there to make it seem like he has beat everybody. <laughs> and then you look around before you know it, like what you just talked about. They're lined up. He has a they're face lining Cody. up right now. He Orton is lining up. Like you got way, you way, got, way, way, way back in the back. Bobby Lashley is starting to work his way up. You know, through a, a whole another run of people. Yep. So, mm-hmm. like they're 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 there. People just gotta give it time. And I know he's not a threat, but Nakamura's there. He's still calling them out. He's he's making it relevant 
you know. He really called Sami Zayn the ass of the table, and that's the stupidest thing that I've seen all week. <sighs> Look, it's not Sammy's fault, okay? That's not oh. Sammy's fault. But uh, uh-huh. but but uh, so just to kind of touch on some other things, we we briefly mentioned Raquel um, answering the challenge. I gotta give the internet match. props. It was. I gotta match. give the internet props too because I was surprised I didn't see more tweets and whatnot about oh she's already buried because she lost to Ronda like that. I I didn't see that. I was surprised I didn't see that. I'm glad I didn't see that because it was a good. It was good for Raquel. The only thing with Raquel, like they got to stop this damn smiling shit. They got to stop this damn telling people to smile more when they get up there because like they. they it's, I it's, think people gotta let this just, shit go. I, I would love to if it wasn't so obviously forced. I've been watching these people in NXT for for months and years. Some of them, I know, I I know who they are. I don't need them when they get up to the main roster to be cheesing that hard. I I don't really pay it that much attention. I try not to. I I really Um, don't. I really do. I really try not to. But at the same time, I'm like, come on, man. I'm getting better at it, man. I'm getting not, not everybody's got to be grinning like an idiot when they show up to the main roster. I, if anything, it makes me not like them. The only the only person to me that nailed the smile more thing was Rhea Ripley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, and that's the thing is like it, it'll work with certain characters and whatnot, but not every character just because their oh, face needs to be grinning Bianca, and teasing. Bianca nails it. Good. Um, but I get what you're saying. But I mean, that's to me, that's a nitpick thing, though. It can't I've, be. I've nitpicked on this for years, though, because I used to have the same issue with Big Show. Every time he went face, he'd come out there cheesing. <laughs> and it's it's just like I'm like, come on, man! Like you knew if he was face or heel, but just look at his face when he came out. There's Boy, certain I- people like you got just we'll take Raquel for instance because she's the the, the most recent. This chick's six foot tall for a chick, and it's this huge chick. Yeah, maybe put a little smirk or a confident smile or a confident smirk on her face. She don't need to come out here cheesing. It doesn't fit the character to me. I mean, personally, even Braun Breaker, with him coming out there all smiling and said, I'm like, that doesn't fit Braun Breaker to me. But it's a nitpick. I'll let it go. I'll let it go at that. I ain't, I ain't noticed fucking Braun Breaker smiling lately, so I don't well, know. On NXT, it's one thing, but you let him come out on Raw, bro. He's out there cheesing. Ah, yeah. But so, and let's see, what else do we need to talk about from SmackDown? Um, one thing, a couple things I did notice from SmackDown. It does seem like they're starting to build towards, indirectly build towards, uh, potentially Gunter versus Ricochet. And if Gunter gets a hold of that Intercontinental Championship, that's going to be nasty. Is he going to win that title at the UK pay-per-view? I don't know if it'll wait that long. Because they didn't, they didn't directly have a run-in yesterday but it was kind of like because gulak and ricochet were talking and then gulak once they stopped talking he went around the corner and ran into gunther (laughs) 
he chopped the fuck out of them. Which they're doing very well with Gunter. I'm, I'm happy with how they're they're doing. Hey, Gunter. I'll say it, I've said it on here before, and I'll say it again. The present the presentation of Gunther is perfect. There, yeah. and and like you said, dude, this dude is getting jacked. Loki. Yeah, if this dude and starts adding it, some muscle on now, it's it's, it's gonna get scary. Uh, all I can see is the Vince McMahon money gif right now. <laughs> and you know he's thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm starting to see it and I'm just like, uh oh. And then people are gonna sit here and realize like, oh shit, all them jokes on the internet done backfired on us because this dude right here, I already see could possibly be the guy that feuds with Drew McIntyre if Drew McIntyre's world champion. Well, see, it just looks so strange there for a minute because he dropped all this weight, but he did it the smart way. He's dropping the weight before he adds yeah. on the muscle. So he's, yeah. done, he's doing it the smart way. But now that you can start to see the muscle kind of getting built, it's, 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 you know, as the kids yeah. would say, it's, it's scary hours. Always getting scary hours. And I love the fact that he's just getting fed all the jobbers. He ain't fighting credible people yet. You're, they're showing off his dominance. He's chopping the fuck out of everybody. So when this dude does face Ricochet, Ricochet's in trouble. Oh, he's going to lose the title. Yeah, he's going to lose the title. Plain and simple. And but, um, let's see what I else we got. This dude and Roman Reigns are on the same brand. That's all I love. That's crazy. That, that just gives me, like, an exciting dream match down the road. If that ever but even Drew McIntyre and Gunther's going to be brutal. You could possibly have Sheamus and this dude. I mean, there's some brutal matches on that SmackDown side. Yeah. I don't want to spend too much time on this particular next subject, but I do feel like I just want to give some some quick props to uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi for continuing to make the women's tag team championships the most relevant they've been in quite some time. This is the last time Sasha Banks had them. I'm going to have to take a page out of the Grayson Waller thing, but that's the boss effect. Grayson Waller? But that's 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 the presence of, of Sasha Banks in that division. That's exactly that's what it is. That's exactly you, what it you is. See it. I mean, you see it. Look, 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 man, look how it's elevated Naomi. Yeah. Like, like I, I wanted to be sure that I gave credit to both of them, but I, we know it's, it's Sasha. But then also, uh, but like, what what do you make of the comments that uh, Jimmy Uso said when they they asked him? It was it was it wasn't on screen. I guess it was a podcast interview or something. I don't know. Someone asked him, "Do you do you see Naomi being becoming a member of the bloodline?" And he said, "Yes." I mean, Probably. she's even said um, in an interview recently too that she's really wanting that to happen and. And she knows when it does, or if it does, that like it's gonna be a good story. You know how I, you know what I see. Uh oh. I think they have an opportunity here, but this is this has this has a caveat. This is only if there actually is gonna be a somewhat uh, or a, an extended period or a lot of weeks where Roman Reigns isn't there every week. And then this, and then this just be something Uh-oh. that the Osos are doing when he ain't uh, there, uh, and then Roman uh, comes back around, and he like, gonna what? see 
what what's she doing here? Oh, oh, she in the bloodline. What? That's my wife, who's <laughs> but she, she ain't she ain't blood. So I like that there's a chance that they could run something like that where the Usos maybe start making some calls hey, while Roman I, ain't around type deal. I mean, I noticed it even in the promo just last night, like with all all six of them, but mainly with with the bloodline for a second. Like Roman paid a lot of attention to Jimmy Uso, and he was not smiling. When Jimmy Uso said, "When when Jimmy Uso has said, we accept your challenge," mm-hmm. he only started smiling when Jay Uso started talking. There's there's a lot of little small things like that that I I, I think it's funny that you and, pick up on too because not oh, everybody's gonna pick up on these things. No, because Jimmy Uso never got taught the lesson that Jay got taught. There's, like there's, there's no secret that Jay's his favorite. <laughs> well, because because him and Jay went through something. Yeah. Like, Jimmy didn't. Jimmy, if it wasn't for Jay Uso, Jimmy wouldn't be in there. Like, that that's the crazy thing. Because, like, Roman kind of just... But basically, they had to go win those tag titles. It's, it, and plus, this is this even goes back to the one comment you know that I bring up frequently, where he was talking about, you know, what I did to, to keep y'all here, and do what I did for y'all behind the scenes, and then looks at Jimmy and you. This was yeah. uh, this was very soon right after another DUI. Hey, you. So like, remember. there's there's it's there. It's they can run with a lot of different ways to it. Like the report came out and said, like, yeah. Normally, this would have been a disciplined situation, but Jimmy Uso was a very important a part of the creative process at the time, which let me know right there. Roman Reigns just said, "Nah, everything good. <laughs> I, I, I'll keep him on a leash." That's exactly what that was. Uh, you, you know, Roman got this dude. Like, see, like he just was told him too. Like, like, "Look, I didn't went to bat for you. You fuck up now." Yeah. Yeah. I like, can't help you again. It, it, Roman, there's certain things that are happening, but just seeing after that WWE Evil episode, yeah, Roman Reigns is probably the, is definitely the the locker room leader and has been for a while. The big dogs, his, it's his yard now. Like people respect him back there, probably like the tribal chief, right. like the head of the table. Like low key, this storyline probably means the locker room as well. Like if you really think about it, like that table, he's the head of it. That's why it's funny because you have like someone claiming to be the locker room leader in Sammy, but also bowing down to the head of the table. Uh, I only got one more thing from SmackDown, um, and I just had I had to say that because he said it to him, and it's I, it, I'm so happy to see this. Happy Corbin sent Madcap to the Mospital. The what? <laughs> he sent Madcap to the Mospital. He's going to keep out of cracking all these jokes. Happy Corbin came out there and fucked this dude up. It was very nice to see. 
Oh, that it, angry, oh, that, that that little bit of twisted, sadistic Corbin again because that's it. That shit. Did you see it? No, nah, I haven't seen it. This dude put the chair around his neck. You know how they like to do. And instead of stomping on it, this dude took the damn Andre the Giant trophy and hit the chair with it. Oh. This dude fucked him up, son. It was very nice to see that version of Corbin real quick. I'm low-key wondering. Just as he's going in the ambulance, that's when he told him, like, hey, Madcap, I guess you're on your way to the hospital. (laughs) You know, just and he just... This Yo, dude, I was very happy to okay. see this Corbin. This could be a potential write-off for Madcap for a while. So maybe when Moss does come back, maybe it'll be with a little bit of a different gimmick. Well, just the way you described that that scene and how he delivered that joke and smiling or laughing afterwards, how he laughed and. In the certain era of Raw that both you and I are watching right now, is it reminding you of a certain individual, just small, not like him at all? I I I, I can't go that far, but I know what you're saying. Um, obviously, yeah. for those who don't know, we're talking about Kane right now, yeah. where he was a little fucking twisted and he starts laughing. It, it was more of okay, you come out, you want to tell your jokes, you you make the 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 big the big bald wolf jokes or whatever all the stuff you want to do here's your joke son i just broke your neck well like it could be that but i'm wondering if there's about to be a twist with the happy corbin to where yeah he's happy corbin but he's not happy until he's fucking you up i didn't catch all those vibes yet but they can go that direction if they want to like this dude only but like he's he's mad like he don't come out smiling nothing until after the match after he done fucked you up That'd be great. Then he starts. I, I, it was, I was just happy to see, no pun intended, <laughs> I was just happy to see Corbin be that Corbin real quick. It was, like, it was nasty, too. You go back and watch it when you get a chance. I'm sure you will at some point. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Um, it's, uh, it's, yeah, but like you were saying, hopefully, I was actually going to get into that, then you brought it up. But yeah, hopefully, this is kind of almost a change of direction for both characters. In a way, well, it's got to be for Madcap because it's that's been worse than the, the Wardlow stuff on AEW. Like this, and this stuff's been it's been it's been bad. I don't I don't I know they people think it's like they see a little something in Madcap. I've seen people saying they you know complain if you want to, but listen to the crowds, this that and the other thing. He's he didn't have a good promo last night. It was it was pretty bad. The only highlight of that promo was, well, I, other than Corbin coming out and fucking him up, was Kayla Braxton was in the ring, and I love seeing her any chance that I get. <laughs> I mean, oh, of course. And Madcap Moss, like, to me, the, the name just doesn't work. The more I think yeah. about it. Like, Come on, like, just call him Moss or Riddick. Bring that back or something. Because right, it's just it's terrible. Yeah, the Madcap thing, like it just doesn't. It's not. I don't know. And that's just. Yeah, it's not gonna work. In in in, in honor of 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 the gimmick, for anybody who thinks or says that Madcap gimmick will work, that's Madcap. 
Jeez. <laughs> hey, in honor of the gimmick, that's madcap, bro. I mean, and for you, AJ Styles, that means lie. And for you, KO, I hate liars. I mean, this has been their problem with Moss since day one. Like, you can see what they see in them, but they just haven't, never can find the right character for them. Like, that's been their problem. Yeah, they, they definitely yeah. had some issues putting the right gimmick on him. Like he's got the athletic ability, he's got the look, he has this, you know, he has it all that they they want in in a superstar, but they don't know what character to get. And I think this might be something that he might have to come find, like find, you know. I just I just think he needs to go more back to more along the lines of the character he was playing during Raw Underground. That or put a academy. Well, maybe at least at the very least, you got Gable's been able to, you know, deliver. Well, that's a mouthpiece for you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that dude is that dude is really getting into that shush thing, boy. The, the the few times that he gets sprinkled in with the the Kevin Owens and Ezekiel storyline, it, it's perfect. They they're all they're all nailing that shit. If that storyline was going on with any other three people, it probably wouldn't work. It just goes to show you that Ezekiel slash Elias, he this guy knows the business when it comes to character work. Like yeah. he just he knows how to to beat a character. The in-ring work is it's okay, but he knows how to be the character that you want him to be. Yeah. And exactly. that's that's a good person to have. Definitely a good person to have. It's been a good show today. Yeah, man, I think we've about covered it. I know I'm about to go in here and attack these wings. Dang, you know why? we're still on here. Why? I fucking love wings. Fucking love wings. Ain't no thing but a chicken wing, Mama Sita. Who am I? Internet's <laughs> <laughs> lucky. I, I ain't uh, got video clips of how I met your mother ready to roll. Jesus. Because I swear <laughs> about I could come up with like three or four mean gift worthy things per episode. I'm gonna have to get girl a laptop strictly for that. Because the amount of videos that you would be able to hold there and make that you would have ready to go for any wrestling event that ever was going on, or <laughs> would have the video for it. Exactly. Just like, that, just like that Josiah guy for the NFL. <laughs> it's always got a fucking gif. I'll, or I'll tell you, I haven't listened to their podcast, but I can tell you one uh, person in the wrestling community that's very good at that is uh, the Public Enemies podcast. Yeah, they're they're really good too. Their Twitter pages, they always come out with some some good shit, some good video clips and shit. I'm gonna have to check those guys out because one of these days I'm gonna check out their podcast. But I do enjoy their Twitter page. Yeah, their Twitter page is perfect. That's how you run Twitter right there. So shout out to them. Yeah, this has been a good one. A little short episode of the day, shorter than normal. But all right. Yeah, but you know it's been good. Been a busy day. Um, it's real gloomy up here today, but it's We the Villains Podcast, Dak, Irv, 
We talked a lot of it. Talked a lot about music today. Very, very surprising. Didn't expect that. Music, um, wrestling, got AWN. I think yes, we sir. did good. Had an NBA show this week. And guess what? Tomorrow, we got two, two game oh. sevens, bro. Oh. Who you got? Real quick before we get off, who, who are you going with? Uh, Milwaukee and Dallas. Let's go. Yeah, I got to go with the my my picks before the round, which that would be Dallas and Boston. So we'll see how it goes. Hey, shout out to Jason Tatum for that 40 piece. But Donkic about to drop a 45 piece. And and aren't they the Gumpo? Probably going to have a triple double. And guess what's yeah. good? He's going to shoot good too. If uh, Milwaukee wins, I ain't mad about that. But I really hope Luca knocks out the Suns. Hey. Thank you for listening. Typically the Bill's podcast. Yeah. Visa. Visa. Oh, it cut you up. Did you say Visa? Okay, well then I'm going to say it just like this. Visa. Visa. Roll one up, sitting there chilling. I don't know why I got this feeling. Took it to the head, now I'm sitting there chilling. Damn right, we the villains.